Hello everyone, welcome to our second series of the Cardiovascular Podcast. I think since we are still in a pandemic, the opener to this uh, podcast should contain something related to COVID-19. And since we are doing a podcast that should be related to cardiovascular issues, I come across a really new article published a couple of days ago in the British Journal of Sports Medicine. First reports in athletes show really worrying outcomes. So there are a couple of really well-trained athletes that have a high physical fitness and performing high levels of physical activity, develop really severe courses of COVID-19, especially in the long run called long COVID. And since then, currently we know some risk factors like older age, obesity or diabetes, that are related to severe courses of COVID-19. And there's still a debate, is physical fitness and physical activity still beneficial or is it even detrimental? A team around Robert Sellers from California has exactly tried to answer this question. Since cardiovascular risk factors like obesity, diabetes or cardiovascular disease are in generally well captured in the medical records, However, lack of exercise is rarely recorded in the medical records and making it really difficult to assess the impact on several outcome measures. However, the health insurer Kaiser Permanente has the exercise vital sign determined at every doctor's visit. Patients are asked how often and for how long they have been active in sports in the last two months. Insured individuals are considered Consistently active if they exercise more than 150 minutes per week by jogging, walking or other moderate to rigorous impact sports. And this is exactly as it is recommended by the World Health Organizations. Patients are classified as consistently active if they engage in less than 10 minutes of physical activity per week. Yes, 10 minutes of physical activity per week. And... In between, patients are classified as partially active. So if you maintain 10 to 150 minutes of physical activity per week, you are considered as partially active. So the team has now investigated how physical activity affects about 50,000 patients that have been infected with COVID-19 and for whom they have recorded these activity levels at least three times. So a really robust marker of physical activity was assessed the two years before the onset of the pandemic. So from March 2018 and March 2020. And the results were impressive. About 70,000 of the insured patients who were classified as consistently inactive, so lower than 10 minutes of activity per day, in the first year before the infection, so about 10% required hospitalization and 3% required intensive care unit treatment. In contrast, the group of the consistently active people that were just about 3,200, only 3.2% were treated in the hospital and another and 1% in the intensive care unit. So it's a clear picture. However, you can argue a little bit that only 7,000 um, have been determined as consistently inactive and 3,000 are defined as consistently meeting the 
PA guidelines, so consistently active. And there definitely is a big group that is in between, yeah, between 10 minutes and 150 minutes. It's about 38,000 people, so the great majority is something in between. But comparing the worst group with the best group, there's a clear difference. And to put it into hard numbers, the proportion of fatal disease outcomes was also significantly higher in the consistent inactive patients at 2.4% versus 0.4% in the consistently active patients. And again here, the partially active group, which was the biggest one, was just something in between the evaluations. Finally, comparing the active group with the inactive group, odds ratios was 2.3 fold higher for hospital treatment and 1.7 fold higher for ICU admission and finally 2.5 higher for a fatal outcome for the inactive patients. Considering other factors, the lack of physical activity was the most important risk factor for fatal outcome after older age than 60 and history of organ transplantation and also adjusting for different other risk factors. So even an observational study cannot prove causality and it remains possible that better health independent of physical activity was responsible for the Miller causes of disease in this group. Sully's and colleagues have simply concluded that, the, uh, that regular physical activity improves the immune function of those people. And it's true, there are several studies that have shown that people who are regularly active have generally generally less likely to become severely ill uh, when they have a kind of a viral infection. Regular exercise lowers inflammatory parameters and promotes cardiovascular health, which benefits patients when they come when they become ill. In addition, people who exercise are less likely to develop cardiometabolic diseases such as diabetes, overweight and high blood pressure and dyslipidemia. So like many other studies on physical activity, I think this study gives also a strong impetus to promote health enhancing physical activity for all age groups, for all kind of people around the world, because there are so many studies that physical activity is beneficial and preventive for so many cardiovascular aspects. And in this case also seems to have really really beneficial effect on the immune system to prevent us from having severe causes of COVID-19 diseases. So thank you very much for listening to this short podcast and we will provide another two podcasts week by week. Thanks for listening and paying attention to research coming from our group.